Hey everyone, welcome to Shades and Layers, a podcast dedicated to celebrating Black women on their entrepreneurial journeys. I'm Kutlana Skwasana Ritchie, your host. This is episode 9 of season 1, which focuses on the indie beauty industry. So far, we've met eight inspiring women based in the Danish capital city of Copenhagen, where I live for now, as well as South African cities of Johannesburg, where I come from, and Cape Town, where I've also lived. Today we meet Johannesburg-based entrepreneur Linda Giskes Mwamba, the founder and CEO of Sukisuki Naturals, a brand founded when Linda wanted to ditch chemicals and grow out her natural Afro-textured hair. When Linda discovered that she literally could not afford to grow her own natural hair, she decided to do something about it. Since she was not convinced by the effectiveness of the pricey products that she was seeing in the beauty aisles, she started shopping in the food aisles and created her own oil concoction. And this led to her very first and now the hero product of her brand, The Miraculous Oil. And since launching in 2014, Sukisuki has grown from strength to strength. And today you will hear how this has unfolded and also what Linda has in mind for her brand in the near and distant future. One of the things I love about the story is, of course, the sound of the brand name. Suki means uh, hair in Lingala from the Democratic Republic of Congo, where Linda was born. So why not say it twice? Suki Suki. In the first part of our conversation, Linda and I talk about the name, how she transitioned from being a lawyer to entrepreneurship, how she could tell she was on the right path, and just how powerful word of mouth can be in the success of her brand. Finding the name was super easy because I had always used, you know, the word interchangeably with my friends when I was referring to the hair. So it was really easy. Is this something that you dreamt of before, um, having a company of your own, uh, or is it something you stumbled upon? It was more something I stumbled upon simply because um, as much as I, I love the idea, you know, it's very romantic or like aspirational to think that one day you'll be your own boss. Mm. Um, it was never something that I, I thought, you know, I'd actually be doing, you know. Um, so I think a little bit, a little bit of both. When I said I'd have my own company, I've always kind of wanted to have my own company since I was really young, but mm. I never really was like, oh, I'm going to have my own company, you know? Mm. So what were you doing before you started Sugi Sugi Naturals? So I was um, I was a lawyer. Before my articles, I was working as a legal consultant. So uh, yeah, I had been practicing for a little while. But yeah, it, it just made the transition a bit easier, knowing that I wasn't um, that into my, my legal career before I moved to, to, to have my own business. So what eventually made you take that final leap into entrepreneurship? Um, it was really, it was just weighing the pros and cons between law and, um, and, and, and sukisukis. And, and I, I way prefer sukisuki. It was just, just, it was the thing that um, kept me up in, at night. It was, um, you know, what really drew, like I had such a passion for it that um, when I really needed to make a decision, it was an easy one. Mm. Um, also, I was I, I was making, um, you know, the, the business was bringing on certain revenue. So I knew that develop and, um, you know, and if I put a little bit more work into it, it was something that could really grow into, mm. into being, being 
So it started out as a side hustle, so to speak. So to speak. Yeah, it, yeah, it was definitely a side hustle. And uh, were you selling uh, at any particular place or was it just friends and family? So when I started, it was friends and family. Yeah, it's, um, so the year I launched, about six months later, I started selling in Mozambique. So that was quite great for me. Um, in, in Maputo, I sold pretty well. It was a really good market for me. Uh, but otherwise, online, sorry, at the time, online and friends and family. So sometimes people would find me or they had heard of the product and uh, I would arrange a sale. Oh, that's interesting. In that so way, it yeah. was uh, word of mouth and then you had these direct sales. Exactly. Have you ever been present uh, at markets? Yes. Um, so market was also a big one, but I officially launched Suki Suki in 2014. Um, I, came, I, I left law in 2017. So I worked, I did both my side hustle, so to speak, and law for a good three years before I left. Um, and we can say that from 2015, I started in markets. Mm. So that's when I really started attending markets, yeah. Mm. And uh, you've uh, been growing and growing ever since. Um, so what feedback do you receive from your uh, customers about your products? And, you know, the type of reviews uh, that you get that, you know, have made you feel like, okay, I'm going in the right direction. Well, a lot of the feedbacks, the first type of feedback was really something that I saw for myself. I saw it firsthand because I was selling to people, um, you know, that I knew. So I I saw the results firstly on myself and then, and then I saw the results on them. That, for me, that was the first thing. And then when I started selling to people that, that didn't know me specifically, mm. um, I um, it was more of... Um, Oh, I really oh, help me grow my hair. My hair is so much healthier. At the time, I was just doing hair care, so it mm. was really about it was all about results. Remember, I'm not. I'm. I was selling products, but in my, I didn't know I was actually building a brand. Although my intention was that I was building a brand, mm. um, because I was very strict as to how I was doing things. Um, so it was really a thing of seeing you know, the results on other people and them commenting and sending emails and congratulating. Just, um, it's really wonderful feedback. That's really what kept me going. I, I don't think I'd be, I'd be in it if I wasn't encouraged the way I was um, in, in the early days. Mm. And what made you start formulating your hair care oil in the first place? I started form well, the hair, the hair oil was really a, um, really a neat thing like I, I I didn't really have a choice really because I felt like I because I was becoming educated I was like oh my goodness not only are they asking me to pay this amount like excessive excessive prices for the yeah. for these things um but it's not even it's not even natural um you know these are the bigger brands that that you know they've been doing this for the longest time and, mm -hmm. and fooling us into thinking that you know there's argan oil in here when there's like 0.1 percent of argan oil mm -hmm. um but that's their branding. That's how they. That's how they sell. Uh, but that's why I always tell my customers: learn to read your labels. It's the best thing you can possibly do. And that not only translates in the way you read your your cosmetics label, but the minute you start having the habit of turning the bottle and reading your label, you will do the same for food. And um, there's actually been found a ripple effect. But 
uh, affected uh, what we're putting in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it was such a it's such a good um, such a good um, I guess consequence. Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, um, you you started uh, out uh, doing it for yourself. It was a need. So have you found that it is cheaper? Or at the time when you started uh, formulating your own uh, oil, did you find that it was cheaper to do it that way? Um, you know, compared to you know sourcing maybe something a little bit cheaper in the supermarket than maybe the expensive or the big brand names that you could find. So yeah, so I found that it was so in the supermarket, not necessarily because, um, but I did find that it was for me. It was it was it was worth the price. So uh, in the supermarket, I was basically shopping entirely in the food section for my hair care. Mm. Um, so I I like the idea that well, um, if it's good enough for my body, then mm. it and if it's not going to harm my body, and I then it's not going to harm you know, my hair mm. and my, mm. and seeing that, you know, your body is more important, you know, what you put sure. in your body is more important. Um, it, it's, it's, it definitely, um, yeah, the, the, it's not cheap. <laughs> Let's just say, um, you know, natural, natural products when you really look um, organic and natural products yeah. are not cheap. This is Shades and Layers, a podcast dedicated to black women entrepreneurs. As you just heard, natural products can be very pricey. And one of the problems that uh, my guest today, Linda Giskes Mwamba, who is the CEO of uh, the Johannesburg-based hair and skincare brand, Sukisuki Naturals, uh, what she tries to solve with her product range is making the customer feel like their purchase is worth each and every penny. And in the next part of our conversation, we explore her business approach and what motivates uh, the creation of the products that she puts out in the market. One of the one of the things I was interested to see, um, one of the things that you say about Suki Suki is that your aim is to make hair care or natural beauty more accessible um, to to people. So how do you ensure that it's an ex- accessible price point and also just people can find your product? So price point is always such a big one because you want to be able to to give. I I really want to be able to give a good product to my customer. Mm. However, however you, when it comes to price points, you really have to think about what can I realistically provide them um, um, whilst this is still, still, this still makes sense. Right. Mm. Um, And that's probably been one of the greatest challenges of, because I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of, um, you know, I have my own ethos, personal ethos, what I, I'm willing to buy, what I'm willing to not buy. And obviously mm. I'll never make something that is not in line with my personal ethos. Um, so it's been a challenge, like really trying to keep costs low for them mm. while still providing them with something beautiful and that feels luxurious. So I call it affordable luxury, something that is not going to break the bank, but you'll definitely see um, the... The results of what I find with my customers that some people, because they use, especially in like, um, you know, ethnic hair care, we're used to relatively low prices when you shop mm. uh, for ethnic hair care in, um, in, in, in um, you know, chemists and in, in mm. pharmacies. Mm. Um, 
but that's for a reason. That's because they're not putting a lot of effort into into these formulations. Um, so what I found with my customers is that sometimes they're a bit hesitant when they start, and they're like, "Well, let's just give it a shot. Let me get the miraculous oil. It's the best seller. They say it works." And ninety what ninety eight percent of the time, they'll come back and be like, mm. "This is the real deal." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. they'll be like, "This is." And all I need really, and that's why I'm confident in the way I price, because all I really need is for you to trust me once. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's all it is, right? Um, I need to convince you once. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So you end up with uh, these loyal customers uh, who, who keep coming back. Yeah. 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 So having the, the loyal customers now making the products accessible is partnering with the right Retailers that exactly. see things the way you do, um, that's also important. You don't want to put your product anywhere, but you also want it to be, you know, there. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. not everyone. How would you describe the experience of a typical Suki Suki product? What do you want me to feel when I use your product? Um, a typical experience would be, first of all, you'd, you'd want you want to enjoy the, the feel of the actual product um, it has to it has to evoke a sense of relaxation and a moment to yourself almost a ritual for yourself for you to reboot and refresh self-care moment really and as much as everyone is using the word self-care mm. it's something I absolutely believe in um, is essential to everybody um, just because life is demanding and and the only time that you're alone is when you're in your bathroom right mm. um, so well, m- most people at least. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I can't speak for everyone. <laughs> but but if you're gonna spend time in your classroom, I wanna I wanna get you something beautiful for you to to enjoy. Uh, it can't just be about oh, let me get clean and get out. It has to be you know at some point, especially when you're winding down. Um, for for mm. me, in the morning, it's not really a self care moment as much as it's a little. It's like an express, you know, self care yeah. moment. Um, but at night, when you you know winding down, you know, kind of washing out the day, washing off the day and the stress mm. of the day, those ten minutes before you go to bed um, can 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 just put you in a completely different mood, mm. Um, mm. so that you can really rejuvenate for that night, you know. Mm. So you've got uh, hair care and uh, you've expanded to body care. When did that uh, expansion happen? So we haven't gone to body care yet, but we do do skin care. So skin care is just facial. Oh, facial sorry, care. skin care, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. I just wanted to make sure because we are going into body care. Okay. So I wanted to clarify. Exciting, good. Yes, yeah. yes. very exciting. Um but uh, that happened in 2017. So mm. the year that I left my legal, left law, mm. um, I thought I needed to bring something more fresh. I had been experimenting with uh, different ingredients for fa- for my face, and I was same story with hair care. I was tired of the products that were offered to me. I didn't quite find that they were as great as they said they were. I just felt like they weren't giving me results. They were just uh, the moisturizer was just a moisturizer, you know. Mm. Um, it wasn't like targeting anything that I wanted to target and the ones that said they were targeting things that they that I was supposed to be that were supposed to be targeted I felt were so expensive and tiny quantities and also not exactly 
did not they didn't exactly do 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 right and I'm not into mm. you know throwing shade on other brands but I just have to speak for my story as a product junkie yeah. from a very very young age <laughs> um I've I've just <laughs> I've, I've 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 tried so many things and and I just felt like something was missing that authenticity um and I don't I don't like to to bring out a product that is just gonna you know stick up space on the shelf you know or or just generate an income yeah yeah so you wanted to be the it has to do what it's supposed deal. to do I mean yeah, yeah. yeah it has to, it has to be the real deal I mean um there's too many brands that are doing the whole um let's just fill up these bottles you know um mm, mm. I don't want to operate like that because the minute I the minute I come out with a product what usually happens is that I, I that the product that I came out with replaces different products that I used to buy. Mm, so it's mm. actually bringing, it's actually making my my beauty routine um, slimmer in that way. Um, for mm. instance, we have a facial mask. It's an exfoliator and it's a mask. Mm. It detoxifies and moisturizes. So if you've ever had a clay mask that moisturizes, which probably you haven't. This is the clay mask that moisturizes. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what and what's great is that I hear it, I formulated it myself, and I'm not very I'm not actually very strong in communications and marketing, so I I actually put more effort into the actual product because I just hope that I'll build and they'll come. That's really yeah. how I set up my yeah. business, which is a terrible way to set up a business, by the way. It's terrible, <laughs> but. Um, I, you know, you you. That's where my sort of my circle of influence is in formulating. Mm, uh, I'm very mm-hmm. good at identifying the right ingredients. I'm very good at at um, even if I'm not the one doing the actual formulation. I'm very good at um, at directing a formulator on how to formulate for mm. the specific intent for that product. I'm very specific. So I think that's where my strength is. And, and um, yeah, I'll have to partner with someone or work with someone who's better at communications, but. For now, this is what I'm good at. And sure. so this business has obviously grown organically. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself to be too many things and too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we do that as businesswomen and businessmen. Um, you just absolutely have to get everything right. It's never going to happen that way, um, sure. especially if you're thinking of doing it alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I have to be realistic, but at the same time, I'm learning so much mm. every day. I'm learning so, so much about everything, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last time I spoke to you, um, when we were attempting this recording, <laughs> yeah. you were in the middle of a hiring process or you had just appointed one person. Yes. Um, yes. So I just wanted to find out if that's, you know, relieved a bit of this pressure that you're talking about. Um. So... She's been amazing. Her name is Mbali and she's been amazing. She has everything, you know. Um, and I, what I like, so, so what's interesting about hiring somebody, right, mm. and um, is that you, you're not telling them, oh, do A, B, C, and D. They have an opinion as to what they can do to make the business better, mm-hmm. right? Mm. That, that requires more work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, right? So it's not really a thing of relieving. It obviously ha- has relieved so much of the work because she's able to concentrate on certain things where I, where, um, that I was doing where, and I can concentrate on things that I, I, that are needed to grow the business to really like 
be clear about what we're about mm. and make sure that this thing is not going to end with me, but like it's, mm. it's, it's going to be around for a long time, mm. but you need more than one, more than one opinion. And sometimes what's good about working with other people um, is that you, you can see the business from an outsider's point of view. Mm. So not many people know the inside, like all the suppliers, the, the distributors, mm-hmm. the, you know, what's going on with the, with, you know, with the operations and she can say, oh, we need to do this. And it's like, wonderful. Okay. Let's get started on that. So mm. it, it relieves, mm. but it also adds in a way. So yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I, I love that. I love mm. it. <laughs> so, I mean, what, what does growth look like for you? You've got this strong brand, really great products that you're selling. They look absolutely beautiful by the way. And you know, the <laughs> names are, uh, or the uh, ingredients in the in the products are very interesting so you know what 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 does growth for you look like as you see it as something that's uh, going to go on beyond you um growth looks like solidifying the brand um and that's kind of something that can only really come with time um you know proving yourself having a reputation um growth looks like um being anything but trendy and growth looks like export (laughs) and um, uh, local recognition is amazing. Mm -hmm. The right partners approach me very, very blessed. Mm -hmm. However, I think that there's more to be done on a global scale. And I really believe that that Africa is and should be the leader. It isn't the leader in, in wellness and beauty, but it should be simply because we have the ingredients and we also have the lifestyle your grandmother for a little bit you realize that she's actually has so many wellness practices that are marketed today you know in the west um and people charge for it um mm. small things that you know people want to reconnect with mother with mother nature and i think that a people that is so close to mother nature is african people I guess Linda's statement applies to all indigenous peoples and cultures. Um, It's never been more essential for us to relearn and revisit traditional wisdom and knowledge and own it. Because like everything else, or a lot of things right now, fashion, wellness, architecture, even sustainability, it will be repackaged and resold to us as a trend or a new Western invention. You're listening to Shades and Layers, a podcast dedicated to celebrating black women entrepreneurs. My guest, Linda Giskes Mwamba, was born in Kinshasa in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where her parents also come from. Up next, we discuss the importance of this background to where Linda finds herself today. We also get into what informs her business approach and what she dreams of for Sukisuki Naturals in the future. Hey, when Mobutu was president, used to have to make it happen for yourself, right? Mm. Is it right to say that? Because it kind of washes his hand of the responsibility to take care of his people. It's not 100% right, but it's not 100% wrong. Right. Um, it's not 100% right because, you know, he's washing himself of responsibility. He was washing himself of the responsibility, but it's not 100% wrong because ultimately, I don't know anyone who's gotten rich in, in or been successful by putting all the trust in government, mm-hmm. right, of yeah. the respective country, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know anyone. It was really, it's a hustler's world. Um, you have to make your way, right? Yeah, you have to make it happen, yeah. 
So I come from that mentality. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My grandmother was an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, and so, and so my, my mom uh, was a stay-at-home mom, but she definitely had, she has that entrepreneurship blood. She's the one who helped me start my business. She's the one who told me to start this business. Mm. Um, so, and my father also, he's an entrepreneur. So, um, well, at least for most of his life. So having, coming from that, no, I guess when I spoke about having a business, it wasn't in the way. I always thought maybe that I have a small business, you know, mm. um, something, you know, a side hustle, but I never really, really, really believed that it, like this is what I'm going to think that I thought of like that. Mm. Um, so having having this background, I also think it really is in my blood because um I don't know how to explain it, right? You know how everyone wants to be a business person, mm-hmm. and <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Oh, I want." Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, um, and it's a word, and it's just a word sometimes. Um, but I think what saved me is that before it was, it wasn't a word; it was an action. Sure. So for me, it was. My mom told me literally, "Stop, make this better." and make this better and keep making this better and keep making this better. That is all I've been doing for the last six years, making it better. Mm. At mm. some point you look back and you're like, wow, I have a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. A- according to the world. Mm. Mm. Taking the right steps uh, one at a time to get there. Exactly. Whereas I see a lot of people today, uh, it's more about the name. I don't take pride in being a businesswoman. For me, that's not the thing. For me, that's not, uh, oh, I'm, it's not, for me, it's like, okay, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you know, like it's not, but people like to flex using that word, right? Because you seem important. Mm. It's, was, it was one of the most complicated decisions of my life, um, you know, basically saying no to a salary, <laughs> <laughs> that comes into your bank account every month that allows you to have good credit and buy a house and do this and do that. Like the sacrifices are, are so many. And that's mm. why I always go back and I tell people, start where you are. It's never going to look like what you want it to be when you start. Never. That is so it's true. Not, it will never look like, you know, it will just be, it will just be what it is. And then you have to work on it. You have to make it better. Um, so yeah, little by little, step by step is the name of the game. And mm. and and if you are to ever be proud, be proud in the the the, the progress, you yeah. know that you've made. Even if you end up failing, even if you go out of business, be proud in the progress that you've made and the lessons that you've learned in that business. Apply to the next business if that's what you want. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really great approach. And, um, you know, it brings me back to, you know, when I asked you about growth and what that looks like, it's very interesting to me that you did not once mention funding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So about funding, right? Mm. So I'm self-funded. Yeah. That, that means a lot of things. <laughs> It means that, you know, if I was, and I've, I've been approached and I have approached people and then backed out. I've approached people to be like, okay, maybe it's time, you know, I mean, that's what everyone else is doing type of thing, you know, mm. it'll allow me to do so much more. 
and then I kind of backed out because I'm like, you know, when you feel, and I don't know if it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. So I, I do think that my steps are guided by God mm. and that th- there's, there's a reason why I'm doing this, how I'm doing, you know? So because the, the, the business is self-funded, mm. I live off my sales. Right. Mm. Um, so I don't have nothing. I can't do nothing. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. So, <laughs> so, but, but to, to, to be a hundred percent honest, um, what the funding um, I did receive, I did have like a 16,000 rand that I started with. And you know, when I hear, when I say the number today, people probably think I'm crazy. Like, how are you able to have this, you know, I'll say huge business in, in inverted commas because it may look huge on the outside. I still think, I mean, I'm a small company. It's but, a strong but brand. I don't, yes. I believe, I don't believe in, in where I am today. I believe in the potential. And that's why I refuse some funding because I was like, this, but this, the potential is not equal. It does not equal what you're willing to give me for what you're willing. You know what I mean? Mm. And, mm. and I was like, no, because of the potential. And um, I think one of the good things about the person I am, I'm really bad at selling my ideas. Um, and I have very good ideas, but I'm bad at selling them. And that's been my grace. And it's been my blessing because, because it's also helped me not attract uh, the wrong people, you know, mm. um, or maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I could go on about that, but yes, the funding thing. So I had 16,000 rand that I started with when I came back from the U- United States, I tried to, to, to write the New York bar and I failed, but I came home in 2013 to regroup and to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to go back. I have to restudy, I have, but I have to come back home. Mm. And, um, and I had 16,000 rand of savings um, that were actually from my grandfather's, uh, um, my grandfather has a lot of grandchildren. So uh, when they finally wound up his estate, which took so, so long years actually, uh, I received a thousand dollars, and at the time it was about sixteen thousand rand. Mm. And I was like, "Oh wow, I'm home." My mom keeps telling me I need to take this thing seriously. I have a bit of money, uh, and for me, sixteen thousand rand was not a little bit of money. It was good enough for me, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, I knew I could do something with it, and so I did. I invested in 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 you know like a a, a graphic designer, packaging, ingredients. For, you know, taking time formulating and stuff. So that's the beginning. Mm. From then on, what's been feeling the business is the business's own sales and the fact that I was working and putting a little bit of my salary every month into the business, but sure. ultimately the business's own sales. Mm. Mm. So obviously when I left law, I knew I wouldn't have that little help anymore. And my salary was not very great, but it was helping. Mm. For me, at mm. least, it was helping me. Mm. It was so, so it was a big decision, yeah. but also it made it made the most sense. Mm. So I did it. Also, there's a lot of being naive can help you so much in life because you don't over. <laughs> it pushes you, know, you to dare. You don't that's over, for sure. Yes, and 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 it's always easier when you're younger because you're like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I'm qualified. I'm I'm qualified as an attorney. I can always go back to law, right? Sure. Um, now, six years down the line, I don't know what type of job I'll have in law. But <laughs> if I were ever to go back, but for me, it's not an it's not a, it's not an issue, an, an, an issue. But like when I left, I really told myself failure is not an option. Mm. So when I mm. left in 2017, it was like failure is not an option. Um, so yeah, 
And my parents still thought when I left, they were like, oh, but you're going to go back. But they only, they were supported me in my decision because they saw results, you know? Yeah. They saw, yeah. They, yeah. they saw how far I'd come in three years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they supported me in that decision. But in their mind, they're like, you're going to go back to law. And I let them believe that I would. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, the school fees and all of that stuff, I mean. Yeah, it's a, it's a pricey invested, education. But, Absolutely. Yeah. But I tell my parents, would you rather I am a lawyer who's not quite happy, but, you know, earning, making a living, or that I'm happy and successful doing something I love? Yeah. And that I can leave behind for my kids. Mm, mm. And, I, and I remind them of themselves. I also think that because we're from a family of entrepreneurs, like, they didn't really, they were like, oh, she's one of us. <laughs> I guess she, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, we spoke about that you will be adding some uh, body care to uh, the Suki Suki range. When is yeah. that happening and what can we expect? So um, that is happening to be realistic next year. It, what's funny is that the, the bigger you grow, mm. the longer it takes to release a product. Course, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So as it stands, like I have a lot of, I, I basically want to, I want that experience, that home experience of body, body wash and, and, and body products. But, but I do have some unfinished business with the hair care. So nothing will come out until I've, I've, I've released the hair care products that I want to release and the skincare products I want to release. The body care needs to be like a plus to this whole, you know, mm. to kind of wrap, wrap it up. Yeah. But the yeah. priority is really like completing like a proper skincare routine. I want yeah. my customers to love every product in the skincare routine, every product in the hair care routine. Um, and yeah, but it's your essentials. I, I'm not one to, to I don't, I'm not going to bring different variations of the same product. That's, that's one of the things that you, you, you know, brands do as a marketing just to generate income, like have the same, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with my essentials and, mm-hmm. and it won't be, mm-hmm. it'll mm-hmm. be, yeah. One of those. So Great. yeah, next so- year. What a body wash, uh, cream or a butter? Yeah, it'll be like a body lotion slash body butter mm. and a body wash uh, for body. Those will be the two body products that I want to concentrate on. Also, because I'm tired of the things that I'm seeing. Like I'm not finding the right body. Like I'm not. And I guess I, I, there are so many brands, so I can't say that they aren't. But I, I I'm not convinced. I, I'll try. I'll try it out. I'll do my own thing. Uh, there's a lot of things that I f- feel are missing in in terms of body products from mm. an exper- you know experience point of view. I think that yeah, there's a lot of lot of brands on shelves, but they don't have the right ingredients. Firstly, so that eliminates ninety percent of them. Yeah, and the ten percent that that remain um, have some good ingredients, but also are overpriced. And there's a lot of things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. The, so you're definitely yeah, in the right I'm, business I'm then. <laughs> You see all the gaps and uh, yeah. how you can fill them. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So yeah. So where where do where can people buy your products right now? So we're currently uh, available online. So on sukisukinaturals.co.za, and uh, we have our South African retailers are Wellness Warehouse and Woolworths. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have um, some retailers, not retailers, but some online stores in uh, like three mm-hmm. in, in, the, in Europe and then uh, two in the US. But increasing that, that's, that's, uh, that's coming right, up. Yeah. That's the goal. So, yeah. 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 
So before we wrap our conversation up, I have to ask you a question, which I ask all my guests at the end of interviews. And that would be, what makes you feel beautiful? Ooh, what makes me feel beautiful? Oh, things that make me feel beautiful. I don't want to give you a fluffy answer. I want to actually be very practical because beauty is, is, is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I say one thing, I'll give you various things. Like, like when my hair's done, like mm. I love, when my hair's done, I feel automatically beautiful. Um, mm. When my eyebrows, when I'm groomed, basically I feel beautiful mm. when I'm groomed. Um, yeah, but I have, you know, you have your days when you, you don't feel good about yourself. Like you don't feel great. You're like, yeah. I don't look great. Today, today I had one of those days. So I was like, I don't look great, but it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Tomorrow's another day, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think as a, yeah. I, I don't like to sell the whole idea of like, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, feel beautiful 100% of the time. It's not, it's not how I feel. No, it's not possible. So what do you do to make yourself feel better in general? In general, like I, um, so if I'm having a tough day um, and I just want to like, feel better about myself usually I stay at home facial works mm-hmm. um to, like I'll do I'll do a little facial at home um and it'll make me feel good it'll like just up my mood um I do I do like to take that time I think that self-care really lifts me and mm. and because you've kind of forced to look at yourself in the mirror for like long periods of time you know when you're in your bathroom doing your skincare routine and you're like this is I'm great I'm wonderful you know mm. Uh, mm. so yeah. so there's there's that yeah there's that makes me feel beautiful yeah. I, I would tell you but like the grooming thing is a real thing though like yeah. when I'm groomed I, it's not even makeup it's just groomed sure. <laughs> um and yeah. When I say hair, I mean it can be it can be just uh, after washing my hair, like styling it myself at home, or it can be like going to the hairdresser. But like, yeah, feeling mm. groomed. Awesome. Well, Linda, thank you so very much for this conversation. It took a while, but uh, we are finally there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and so happy we made it happen. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I think technology was just not on our side on that day. And- So we actually tried recording at least twice uh, before this uh, successful attempt. So third time lucky. And what a fun chat it was. I hope you also enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for being part of the Shades and Layers journey. Please remember to continue sharing, encourage others to subscribe, like us on your favorite podcast app and just spread the word. Thank you so much. And until next time, please do take good care.